ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. ladies, welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, Katie Ferguson. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Of course. So Katie is very special to me. Um, She was my doula when I had Ivy. And that is just such a story in and of itself. Mm -hmm. I share some of that on my birth story episode. Um, Long story short, I had had hospital medicated births with my first two, knew I wanted a natural birth with Ivy, um, planning to still have her in the hospital, and I just didn't really know what a natural birth would look like, so we got in touch with Katie, and she was so supportive every step of the way. Throw in COVID and absolute (laughs) chaos, we decided to have a home birth, and Katie was so instrumental in just really educating us and giving us an idea of options. Now, if you listen to my birth story episode, you know that I had like 10 minutes of Katie at my birth because Ivy was born so fast, but everything she did leading up to that, coming over after she was born, it was just such a blessing to our family. So I just wanted to have her on here. We're just going to chat birth. We're going to chat about a doula and what it is and how do you become that and just all things motherhood and birth today. So I'm so excited to hear all that Katie has to share. Love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So probably the first thing that I feel like we need to address before we just launch into everything else is what even is a doula? Such a good question. A lot of times when people hear what I do, they're like, oh wait, a do what? Like a doula. Like, okay, still don't have no idea what that is. My sweet grandma still thinks I'm a midwife. So doulas and midwives are very different. But a doula is someone who is present for your birth, um, whose emphasis is on support. So that's um, physical support, emotional support, educational support. So it's just kind of it's a not medical in any way. So that's mm-hmm. where the di- the big difference comes. We yeah. can help give um, information as you make medical choices, but we don't do that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't perform any medical tasks. So it's more of the foot massage and encouragement and more like a birth coach. Yes. So that kind of describes it. Yeah. And that's awesome. And that was really what I struggle with separating in my mind first is, okay, what is the difference between a midwife and a doula? And for me, I just kind of saw as the midwives were that medical team that were kind of supervising over the medical aspects of birth. And you were like my best friend who was going to give me a back massage in one of the like most intense moments (laughs) in my life. Um, so yes, so that, that's awesome. Um, one way I really like to describe being a doula is it's almost like a professional friendship <laughs> because you do hire me. And so I work for you in that way, but I'm also not going to be at Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and, you know, so, and we haven't been friends since childhood. And yes. so there is a separation there. So there's a nice friendly, like we get to know each other and I get to hear your hopes and dreams for the birth and, and those kind of things. But at the same time, I still work for you. So it's mm-hmm. a really kind of professional friendship and so it works as a partnership but also as a, as a business so it's kind of a weird in between there yes and it was I loved seeing the different aspects of what you did kind of throughout my pregnancy um because you met with us 
three-ish times, three yes, or four I times, so, yeah. I think, during my pregnancy, just different educating times where you met with my husband and I, which was huge yeah. um, because... I feel like I didn't know what a doula was. He totally had no idea what a doula was, why we needed a doula. Um, And it's one of those things that I've heard from most people is the husband just doesn't fully understand until he's experienced it. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I wouldn't want it any other way. Um, But yeah, so a lot of it was just educating. um, And really, again, I shared some of this in my birth stories. It took me three kids to really learn about birth, Mm. to educate myself on my body and how it worked and birth and how it worked. Um, And you were so instrumental in just taking the time to teach me, hey, this is what to expect. This is what you're going to go through. Mm. Um, And that really helped alleviate a lot of worries and fears of the unknown. And just Mm. to kind of give me a good framework that helped Simeon so much too even as you really brought him in and you're like, hey, these are different countermeasures that we can help work through things, but it's not just for me. Like you can jump in too and let oh, me yeah. teach you how to do this. And I'll never forget the night in our bedroom where you're like doing hip squeezes and you're like, come here, dad, I'm going to show you how to do this. And, <laughs> and so it was great. And then it was so wonderful in those like last maybe week or two leading up to the birth mm. where, you know, I, you just, you hit that point. You're just ready to have your baby yes. every day. It could be the day and you're tired of waiting and you're so pregnant <laughs> and you were so sweet. I don't even know how you did it so well, but you like checked in on me without, you know, making me feel like, oh, it's still not here. It's still yeah. not here. <laughs> you know, and you offered so much encouragement and you are a believer. Yes. You're a Christian. And that, it was so nice for me having a Christian doula and that mindset is that you shared scripture with me. Mm-hmm. You said you were praying for me. And then, yes, I had the very short little, I think I, I remember you in my memories. I remember you telling me like two or three times how to breathe. I don't think I listened <laughs> to you. Um, and I think you got me a cold washcloth. I, I believe. Yes. 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 Um, and then postpartum, you came over and you held my baby and yeah. let me just gush about the wonderful birth that I had with her. And so it was neat, the different aspects of that professional friendship that we had. Yeah. Um, but just to kind of share that, that's kind of what a doula is. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you get into this? Yeah, that's such a good question. So I... Um... I'm a believer. And while I was in college, I was like, all right, I'm not going to get married. I'm not going to have kids. And by the time I graduated from college, I had been married for a year and I was three months pregnant. So the Lord has a sense of humor. And, and now expecting yes, I'm now <laughs> expecting my fifth child. Yeah. So it's just crazy the way he works and <laughs> changes our hearts. And yes. But um, yeah, so when I graduated college, my original plan again was we're probably going to work for five years and then have kids. But mm-hmm. I was three months pregnant. And, um, so I did not want to go into first year teaching and motherhood all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I was thrown straight from college world to pregnant world. And that's a big jump. And, um, my mom had natural births. And so I just kind of thought that's what you did. Mm -hmm. And so as we started through the pregnancy and we just went to the, um, OB that my pediatrician, not my my pediatrician, but my family doctor (laughs) recommended. And as we began to ask questions, I just realized that there was kind of a system in place Mm -hmm. that didn't necessarily lend towards natural choices. Yes. It was very cookie cutter. Everybody does this. Yes. And there, um, 
it sounds bad, but it's a business and they just kind of funnel you through. And so as my eyes are kind of open to that, I was like, oh, how do we make these choices? Like, do we have any choices? And so um, we were just kind of on our own. We ended up watching a documentary and we're like, okay, we need midwives. So we found some midwives in Knoxville in a hospital um, and ended up having a great experience. But I remember thinking at the birth of my first daughter, we were there my husband was there, he was so supportive, knew nothing about birth, mm-hmm. but he was there for me. And I remember um, I was laboring, and the midwife would come in, and she'd be so encouraging. She's like, all right, you're doing great. I'll be back in a couple of hours. And she left, and we were sitting in that room like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what do we do? Like, yes, I'm in labor, but mm-hmm. how do you do this? And um, my mom was there, and she was so supportive too, but there just seemed to be a missing presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had heard of doulas on... Um, some of the documentaries and some of the books that I read, but I really wasn't super prepared either. I was just kind of like, well, all right, let's try for this. Yes. Um, but when my daughter was young, a friend of mine said, hey, I am becoming a doula. And I was like, you can actually do that? Like, that's not just a thing in movies. <laughs> and um, the Lord just orchestrated in such a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Um, I signed up for the training, like, a day before it started, the Lord supplied the exact amount of money, um, and it just kind of fell in my lap, and I have just been on the process of falling more and more in love with mm-hmm. this since then, and that was um, eight years ago, almost exactly. It was last eight years ago in July, I went to my first birth, so yeah, it's kind of how awesome. it fell And do you know life. how many births you've done? Um, about 85-ish. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I am one of those. I yes. have several friends that are one of those as yeah. well. And that's so awesome. So you mentioned becoming a doula. You know, it, what, what does the process look like? I know um, it's so easy to fall in love with birth. Oh, and yeah. even me, like I just, you know, and, and I guess there's many ends of the spectrum. You know, how maybe how do you be a really supportive, encouraging friend and then say you want to branch that into doing it as a business and pursuing a certification? Like what's kind of the full gamut of if if you just love this topic, you love birth and you want to help other mamas, what are some options? Yes. So on the friend supportive side, just talk about it. Like if you love it, talk about it. Things that we love, we end up talking about. Um, So be just that encouraging friend. Share your birth story. If it was a difficult story, share it. Share the difficulties um, and be honest about it. If it was beautiful and just over the moon, like the coolest thing that ever happened to you, (laughs) share it, you know? And women want to talk about it. We have, there's so many different stories from traumatic, to beautiful. Um, and God is in them all yes. because he is the creator of life and mm-hmm. birth is life. All throughout the Bible, there's so many references to birth and to mm-hmm. labor and it's just God's design. And so um, just be encouraging and talk and yeah. um, share your stories. And then um, the process of becoming a doula is not crazy difficult. So I'm um, a DONA certified doula. So that stands for the doulas of North America. Um, and I went to a weekend training. I think it's three days. And so you get all of that education in that time. And then you go through a certification process. So that includes hands-on experience at births, includes childbirth education classes, breastfeeding classes, mentor relationships, books and papers, you know, the whole kind of gamut. And um, once you're certified through them, then you get your doula 
certificate. And so it, it happens, but... That is so neat. So I'm going to back up kind of when you first were talking about what a doula is. Um, can we hone in on that a little more? So I kind of, you know, we talked a little bit about education and that just um, like mental and encouragement, that support. Um, but like hands-on in the birth, what are some things that you do? I mean, you know, we mentioned bringing in dad. What is some of the like actual nitty-gritty stuff look like that you would do? Yeah. So, um at a birth, and so your story was a very short story, so my my husband loves those. He's like, oh, whoa, we don't even call him the babysitter. You're yes. like, you're home before I go to work. That was a fast one. There's also some that are two to three days, mm-hmm. you know, some longer than that. Those are rare, but um, so the actual time that you're with a client in birth can vary greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm actually doing is one is just being present. Um, and that is one thing that I really learned through COVID being a doula is there was a time where we weren't allowed to physically be in the room. Mm-hmm. And so for a few of my clients, we did FaceTime births and I was so frustrated And the beginning because I was like, I can't do what I do, but the Lord was so kind in teaching me that even through a FaceTime birth. So mm-hmm. I was like, embroidering in my lap. So I would like staying awake, (laughs) but I was on FaceTime the whole time. And, um, I would just, we would catch eye contact every once in a Mm -hmm. while. And I would just be able to say encouraging words and like just a nod sometimes like eye contact and a nod. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I was frustrated through that process because I was like, oh, I would be turning down the lights right now. I would be asking her if she wanted some music. Yes. Um, I would be getting cold washcloths or warming a rice sock for her back or massaging all the things that mm-hmm. I do with my hands. Um, but I learned at that birth. So right after her baby was delivered, um, like moments after, she, I just remember she yelled across the room. She was like, Katie, we did it. And I was like, yeah. You know, so we're celebrating. Celebrating yes. through the screen, Aww. through FaceTime, and um, being able to meet with him afterwards and just having her tell me how important it was that I was just present, even mm-hmm. though I wasn't physically present in the yes. room, really changed so much of my mindset about mm-hmm. why I'm there and, and what I do. And so that presence part. And so the Lord really impressed in my heart for, and this has happened through my whole doula career. This is a little more personal, but um of who he's making me to be and how Mm -hmm. I'm to be a servant and, um, how sometimes it's not what I do. It's just being, Mm -hmm. and he loves me as I am and, um, just being there for other people. So not the doing, but the being is so important. So yes, that was a bit of a train. That's great. And I think even knowing that you have somebody there that is advocating for you. We spent hours beforehand talking about, you know, this is what we wanted. And that doesn't always necessarily mean you get everything that you plan. But, you know, you, you were there to encourage and support and know what we had talked about. And then, you know, whether it was just that physical presence of, you know, I didn't have to constantly be thinking about my needs. Yeah. You were there watching and, you know, anticipating. Um, and, you know, you mentioned your husband your first time. He just didn't know what he was doing. And that's mm-hmm. how Simeon was. Um, a little better, you know, as the births progressed until Ivy. And then that just was over before, you know, he even got to sit down. <laughs> um, but, you know, he wanted to be involved. He just 
didn't know what to do other than hold my hand, which is what the doctor told him. You just sit here and hold her hand. And and he wanted to do more than that. But even, you know, like I said, he didn't get the opportunity, but you coaching him ahead of time, like these are ways that I, you know, we can look into together and you know your wife and how can we learn her cues and follow that. And then, you know, even beyond the physical, like you said, just that being present and being a voice of encouragement. You know, I know the more I read about natural birth, especially most of the battle is in your mind. I mean, physically it is intense and, you know, a varying spectrum from women, you know, what you go through with that. Right. But I think, you know, I had to determine ahead of time certain things I was not going to allow myself to say. And one of those was I can't because I knew if I got on the I can't mantra, I mean, we were just going to ride that until the baby comes. And I didn't want that, Mm -hmm. you know. So thankfully, I did tell Simeon ahead of time. I was like, look, if I say I can't, you've got to stop me. And he did that for me. And it just got my perspective right back. Um, But I I think about that, too, and having a doula, just being present, being involved, and in any way that you can, just jumping in and trying to help mama focus on what her focus should be. Her only focus should be on birthing that baby. Yes. And and that wasn't my hospital experiences. You know, I had to try to birth my baby and be in tune to everything that was going around me and several times even had to intervene on things that weren't even asked of me, right. you know? Yeah. And so that was really the biggest thing to me that drew me to the idea of a doula is I, I can have a person that is my support person and my advocate. I don't have to worry about everything under the sun. I can just have my baby. Yes. And that's what I wanted to do. Yes. Even as I'm preparing for my fifth baby, um, with eight years of doula experience, I will have a doula at my birth. Because when you are in the process of labor, there are so many things physically, biologically, or physiologically happening in your body, um, that your mind is just not the same. And just to have the freedom to be able to do that and let someone else Mm -hmm. support my husband through the process and kind of lead him and just do all those things that I know should be happening, but that just mentally are not on my mind at that point. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be. And it's such a blessing to have somebody else that can help coach you through that. That's awesome. So we've been talking a lot about how a doula helps and we've mentioned natural birth several times. Is a doula only for a natural birth experience? Not at all. So, um, most people say, Oh, so you only do home births or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I say, no, no, no. Wherever the mama goes, I follow. So, um, hospital births, um, C-section births, like knowing that you're going to have a C-section, there's a place for that. Mm -hmm. Um, medicated births, birth centers, um, yeah, anything, everything between from home births to C-sections, a doula can um, serve in some way. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, you have had, I mean, 85 births. I'm assuming you've kind of seen all spectrums of different things, you know, things that are desirable, things that are not so, things that are planned, things that totally came up unplanned. Yeah. (laughs) Um, From your experience, you know, and you – you know, everybody has to do what's best for them, but you kind of helped open my mind up to other options, mm-hmm. um, which led us on a natural path for Ivy. And no, knowing what I know now and having both experiences, I'm so thankful um, that we kind of went to that route. So what would you say to a mom who, like me, didn't really know that there was any other way to do things than just a traditional OB hospital epidural on your back, this is what every birth looks like. What, what would you say to that mom if she's, 
maybe interested in exploring other things, but unsure. And, you know, it, it's just, it's a big decision yes. and it can be kind of scary if you've only thought kind of one track mind. For sure. For sure. Um, well, even in our, we were talking a little bit before we were mm-hmm. recording and people think that home birth and natural birth is so like new, new yes. age, you know, or like, oh, that's like a new hippie thing to do or, or whatever. People might um, have assumptions about it. It's actually the only way mama's had babies for years and years. Mm-hmm. And so some of the simple things, it's like, you were created to do yes. this and the world is populated because women can have babies mm-hmm. um, for <laughs> centuries and centuries. Um, yes, it was very dangerous. Women used mm-hmm. to write their wills and they would write goodbye letters before they knew they were going into labor because it is a dangerous process, but we live in a beautiful, blessed time mm-hmm. where if we need an epidural, that is available to us. Um, if you are planning a home birth and you decide halfway through the process, yeah, I'm not really feeling this after all, mm-hmm. then you can go to the hospital. So, um, and we're so thankful for C-sections when we need them. And so, we're really kind of in a, a Disney World type world of, yes. of birth options where you can choose whatever um, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, you know, it's in God's hands the way mm-hmm. that it works out. Everybody has different experiences. Um, but you have the freedom to make choices. Yes. And um, I think there's a lot of fear in our culture surrounding birth and surrounding labor. Most of the stories that we hear are more on the terrible side or, oh, let me tell you about my birth, you know, and it's not like, oh, you can do it. It's more like, oh, honey, buckle up. Like Mm -hmm. it's going to be a stinker (laughs) and it is difficult, but, um, we hear much more of those stories than girl, you can do this. Mm -hmm. Your body is made for this. Um, But I think what happens is that fear really holds us back. And a lot of us don't have exposure to birth either. So um, growing up in more agricultural societies, all the women Mm -hmm. attended the birth. So everybody was kind of a doula. You didn't have to have a certification. You just grew up knowing how to do it. And so, um, but most women have never seen an actual birth, except Mm -hmm. for maybe some YouTube snippets that you get a little brave to watch beforehand. Um, But before, everybody just kind of knew what happened. And um, they'd seen their mom and their sisters and their aunts and their neighbors have babies. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just don't have that confidence anymore. We've been very separated as it's only been in hospitals Mm -hmm. and it's really been medically, not medically organized, but medically driven. Mm -hmm. And so we feel like we don't have that power. Um, And I'm thankful for intervention when it's necessary, but sometimes I think intervention has become standard Yeah, and I don't think it was really meant to be. Not at all. One in three women um, right now have a C-section and that's mm-hmm. a very high percentage. Um, and change me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I read that the States is one of the like most leading in that statistic yeah. of all the countries in the world. Yes. Even I'm pretty sure in mortality, right? Yeah. And moms in birth. It is. It's higher in the U.S. Yeah. than other countries. And because it is very over Mm-hmm. It's just, it's very um, managed medically. Um, and what you said, there's a balance. Like, we're mm-hmm. thankful for that when we need it. But for the most part, our bodies know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so, so much of my job is just helping mamas get out of the way mm-hmm. so their bodies can do what they're created to do. Helping, encourage to remove that fear. Um, just encouraging that decided heart. So, mm-hmm. you had that. Um, you very much came to the point where, like, okay. 
this is what we're doing. Yeah. COVID is happening. Like, God's calling us to do a home birth. So my heart is decided. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Most mamas do, even with decided hearts, at some point in labor, they're like, no, this is a bad idea. I can't do this. I didn't just... have a time to think that. That's true. That is <laughs> Ready or true. Ready not, baby's coming. <laughs> <laughs> but at some point, you're usually yes. like, goodness sakes, this was a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Cut the baby out, you know? Um, but it is. That's the part where the doula is like, hey, I know. Like, this is the hardest work. I mm-hmm. I usually always say that. Like, girl, this is hard. There's no joke about that, but you can do it. Yes. And um, just having that eye contact and that, like, mm-hmm. all right, one more breath, one more contraction, um, and, and you just kind of get there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So I have kind of a unique history with birth. So I... My brother right underneath me was 18 months younger. Then I had a sister that was 10 years younger and a brother that was 15 years younger. So I was actually there for the births of my younger two siblings. So I was 10 when my sister was born. Looking back, no one prepared me for anything. So it was a little traumatic. And then my mom went in with the mindset of getting an epidural, no questions asked. That's what she had had with my brother and I. Um, My sister came... Faster, the labor was not crazy fast, but too fast to get the epidural. Anyway, traumatic experience to watch as an unprepared 10-year-old and a mom who had not mentally prepared, you know, whether or not she wanted the epidural, she had never even thought of a different path. So it was, it was scary. It really was. I cried through her birth. Um, Then my brother, I was 15 years old when he was born. And she did get the epidural, and it was smooth sailing. I mean, my my uh, brother right under me and my sister, five-year-old sister at the time, slept on the couch in the mm-hmm. hospital room. So that was my exposure to birth. Um, so, you know, when, when Eden came, it was just kind of like, why, well, no, I don't want this. Right. And this was easy. We just chatted. You know, but the more... The more I educated myself, whether that was through a doula or through reading or watching videos or different things, I ju- it kind of changed my perspective in the fact of birth is hard, what, whatever spectrum, mm-hmm. you know, whether, whether it is a C-section or you don't feel it. I mean, it's the back pain from Eden, though I didn't feel it yeah. in birth, the repercussions was, you know, it was hard. In each birth, I had things... They were challenging, but the more that I mentally prepared and knew, Mm -hmm. the better off I was set for success. And I often think, even back to my sister's birth, had my mom been educated, had I been educated, it could have been a totally different experience. Um, And I'm, I'm just thankful that really even, I mean, you talk about the Lord's had you on a journey. I see that in my own life through my births is, you know, what, whatever you choose my challenge is just to educate yourself because our bodies are amazing. The way God has made birth is amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's just this process of really just watching all that he designed unfold. For sure. One thing that we hear a lot from moms who would label their birth as traumatic in some way or another mm-hmm. is that um, they feel like it somewhat happened to them. Yes. And your mom may identify with that, like, mm-hmm. I wanted that patrol and I didn't get it. Yes. And so um, feeling that it's happening to you with no control. Mm-hmm. Now, do we really have a lot of control over it? Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but... 
when you're making choices and you're informed and you know what's happening in your body, mm-hmm. um, even if you end up with an emergency C-section mm-hmm. or if you're planning a home birth and you end up in the hospital, um, whatever kind of happens, if you're a part of the decision-making process, mm-hmm. then we can really avoid that, oh, this just happened to yes. me. Um, and so when we're not educated, now do you need to know everything about birth? No. Um But just knowing the basic processes Mm -hmm. and knowing that you have choices when they say, hey, okay, we're going to do A, B, and C, saying, okay, well, my two favorite questions, um, I didn't talk about this in the, what we actually do Mm -hmm. during a birth, but my two favorite questions in medical births are, why is that medically necessary? And sometimes there's not a really good answer for that. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, because it's faster. Like, okay, well, can we do something else? And that's the second question. What are my choices? And so, or what are my options? So when you ask those two questions, even if it ends up differently than your hopes and dreams, Mm -hmm. it is much easier to process and much easier to work through than just, oh my goodness, this horrible thing just happened. I don't know what happened. I had no control, no choices. Um, So even if it ends differently, taking that upon yourself, that responsibility of, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be educated. I'm going to be ready. My heart's decided. Whatever the decision is, but um, just knowing makes a huge, huge difference in the outcome of um, how you see your birth. And Mm -hmm. I think that's important. And you know, through my birth stories, where Ivy's birth story was beautiful. And like, I just, I want that birth story from my process. But you know, somebody else's beautiful birth story might not end where mine is. But I think that is the key, is educating yourself, yes. knowing your choices. And then wherever you land on what you think is beautiful and best for you and baby, that's your choice. Yes. But having the choice is just... That, to me, was the mind-blowing factor between Ivy's birth and my other two. Is just, I didn't even know there were choices, right. much less you know, these are the different choices that I can make because guess what? It's my body and it's my baby, yes, you know? Yes. Um, so that was just, that That was really the, the big factor for me. And, and from here forward, is just, and as I talk to other moms, you don't have to do it the exact way I did it. I think my way was... You know, I loved it. It was great. I'll talk to you about it all day long. But you may not want that, and that's okay. But you know what? You have choices, and you get to make that choice. For sure. And from my experiences, I saw a different approach and a mindset from a doula midwife approach to birth versus an OB approach to birth. And the difference that was just so clearly evident to me was that, hey, we're here for you. These are options. Let's work through these together. Right. And and I loved that aspect of my natural home birth. And that is the beautiful part. So I love working with home birth midwives. I love working with midwives in the hospital. But I really enjoy um, working with clients who are with an OB as mm-hmm. well because um, – it just kind of bridges that gap a little bit. And so if you do find yourself with an OB that you're thinking, ah, I don't have all the choices of a home birth, hiring a doula can help you bridge that gap and Mm -hmm. fill in some of those places where um, it might be a little rough. The doula has done that time and time again. And so she will help you um, kind of navigate those conversations with your OB and then in the in that time when it comes down to having the baby really helping you with those questions when it's time and and just with those processes. So awesome. So just kind of wrapping it up here. Um, in what way has being a part of so many birds and being a doula, just having all this experience, 
How has it opened your eyes to just the beauty of life and what God as our creator kind of intended for birth? Mm-hmm. You've just, you've seen so many things, I'm sure. You've experienced I me. Mean, you're about to have your fifth baby. So you've been through birth. And, and in some ways, I, I came to experience God. And I don't mean this in like a weird, you know, spiritually way of experiencing God through my birth. But in some, in God says in our weakness, he is made strong in those times in my life where, you know, you, the all facade was gone, all everything. I mean, I, I, I wasn't even fully in control of myself and my emotions and everything that was happening, but I knew I was weak and Mm. that I couldn't accomplish what I could in my own strength and seeing God step in. But also, like you said earlier, that reminder that God created us, to give life. And that is such an amazing thing. So kind of how is yeah. that, how has that affected you? Yeah. What an amazing question. That's so good. <laughs> that um, might be a hard one to answer. Yeah. No, it's so good. But um, one thing that I really encourage women with is, um, it's just the truth. I love, um, I love serving any family, but when I'm with believers, it's like, mm-hmm. yay, we get to talk about some yes. of these things. Well, there's that, just that connection there. Yes. And um, it is. So, attempting birth kind of takes all of you. And so we can go on the day to day and just kind of operate. But when you, it doesn't matter if you're having an epidural or you're having a natural birth, but especially with natural birth, it goes deep. It it takes all of you. It takes your spiritual, your emotional, all those things, um, because you are so weak. Um, not, not because you're weak, like you can't have a baby, but it exposes your weakness. Those weaknesses that we can hide on the day to day from most other people, you get to the point where you're like, okay, I don't have everything that I need to do this. And, um, but when we think about our life apart from birth and we look back over our stories, the greatest times of growth are struggle. Mm -hmm. Like you see that all throughout the Bible, you know, it from your personal stories. And so Birth, I feel like, is such an accelerated version of that. Yes. Um, just the process of surrendering your body to pregnancy, mm-hmm. no matter how you birth, just like, okay, my body's changing. I feel weird. Mm-hmm. All of those things. It starts so early, but just the whole process of bearing life, um, that God is the creator of all life. He gives life. He gives rebirth. Mm-hmm. So much beautiful language in the Bible is about rebirth mm-hmm. and um, life, breathing life, all of that. And so as women, we reflect his character in that way. Mm-hmm. We are life bearers, life yeah. givers, life nurture, nourishers. Um life nurturers. There we go. (laughs) Um, but as women, we get to reflect God's character in that Mm -hmm. way. And so, um, just the whole process when we truly surrender it, um, we can skip the struggle, but it skips part of that reward. Mm -hmm. And so when we go through that struggle and when we feel and experience that weakness in a different way, we experience his strength in a new way. Mm -hmm. And so I just love that process in my own life mm-hmm. through my b- own birth stories. Yes. And I'm, as I'm looking towards that again, it's like, whew, all right, here we go. I get to <laughs> learn a little bit more about me and a, a little bit more about how you're going to come through for me again. Mm-hmm. But um, getting to see that happen for other women, there's a part of labor. I'll never forget this. Um, one of the dads, uh, a client's dad, mm-hmm. no, 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 client's partner, husband, saw that I was smiling at the most difficult part of the labor. Mm-hmm. And so there's something called transition. If we get into some of the nitty gritties yes. right before you begin pushing and it's the crazy part. That's when people are like, why are we doing this? I can't do this. <laughs> um, 
And there's lots of telltale signs mm-hmm. that I can see and we're like, all right, we're almost there. So I get really excited. And yes. so I kind of get this giddy grin on my face, but I try to, you know, suppress some of it. But this dad <laughs> and like specifically saw that and he told me this at a postpartum mm-hmm. meeting. He was like, I saw you smiling and I thought you were a crazy person. He was like, I knew it was a bad idea to have her here. <laughs> and because um, he said, I just saw my wife almost in agony and there was nothing I could do about it. But here you are smiling. He said, but then moments later, she was holding our son and all of us were crying with so much like, what? It happened. Look at this beautiful life. And just the relief and the tears. I always cry. Always happens. Um, So I'm crying. They're crying. We're staring at this precious baby. And he was like, then I understood. Like you could see that. We were almost there. And even though it's the hardest part, it's the shortest part, but it's also like, I see that reward coming. And so Mm -hmm. I get to believe that for these families before they see it. Um, And so I'm glad he doesn't still think I'm a crazy person. (laughs) And that's one of my favorite things about dads. We talked about, you mentioned this Uh a little bit, but... A lot of times during our prenatal meetings, Mm -hmm. dads are like, okay, you know, my wife wants this, so cool, we'll go for it. But they're like, I can't believe we're paying, like, I'm going to be there, a nurse is going to be there. And then afterwards, they're like, I'm so glad you were there. I don't know what we would have done without you. And you can do it without a doula, you don't Mm -hmm. have to. But I love just the blessing of getting to see that transformation in dads, because um, I'm very passionate about dads being there and being present because Mm -hmm. they know mama in a way that I will never know her Mm -hmm. and will be able to support her in a way that no one else can. So that presence from dad is so important. Well, and it adds a sweet dynamic to the marriage too. When at that vulnerable moment, you know, you just link arms and work together to bring that life into the world. And it, it, it is, it is so beautiful. And I feel like I wish women would speak up more about the beauty of birth and and birth is God intended. And yes, through natural birth, I mean, it it was probably one of the most painful, intense things I've ever done. Mm -hmm. But part of that part is added to the beauty because the relief of having, I don't know if you remember, I mean, she wasn't even an hour old. I think I had literally like just got her rolled onto the bed. And I think I looked at Simeon and said something like three down, three to go. Yeah. And, and you <laughs> laughed like, wow, you just had a baby like 10 minutes ago. And yeah. But I, I just was struck with the beauty of the process that I just went through. And my yeah. other two, their birds were beautiful, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ivy's, honestly, I mean, I, I've sometimes when I think about it, I feel like I'm still riding the high. Like, and and I joke with Simeon, like, I can't ever be done having babies because I don't want to ever be done experiencing that and feeling that. And some people are like, you're crazy. (laughs) You're so crazy. But it's just, it's, it's so incredible that God can take pain and travail and toil and something that really strips us to our core and something so beautiful and transforming come out of that. Yes, yeah. And it just, it changes everything about, yes, your world. Now you have this new person. Right. But it does change you. Yeah. And whether you're the one birthing or you're involved, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just, it, it's so, it's just neat to experience that. Yeah. It's beauty in a whole nother way. And mm-hmm. I, I joke with my husband sometimes, I'm like, okay, before I leave for a birth or something, I'm like, okay, I'm going to not cry this time or like <laughs> not be surprised when there's a beautiful baby that comes out of her body because I know that that's happening. Mm-hmm. But the amazement just never fades because it's like, 
just to see that life come into the world is is really just breathtaking. Well, and you made that comment about how we can kind of reflect that characteristic of God in bringing forth life mm-hmm. in a very physical sense. You know, he gives that spiritual new birth, but he's chosen women to give the physical birth. Yeah. And just the amazing thought that, you know, fallen humans as we are, that he chooses to use us Mm -hmm. to bring about new life and to continue his plan in the world. And that's just so amazing that we get to have such a unique part in all of that. It really is. And just that, I I think about that a lot in my life. You know, I can skip this struggle. I could choose to take the easy way out or I can go the hard road and and trust that that reward is going to be different. It may not be um, a sweet baby and baby cheeks are life. You know, Mm -hmm. like I may not have those (laughs) cheeks to squeeze through this struggle, but he just the reward of knowing him in a deeper way Mm -hmm. or um, just, yeah. And, and our, our culture, um, gives us the option so many times to skip a -hmm. lot of struggle. Um, we live in a convenience culture and that includes birth. So you can skip that struggle, but I do feel like, um, in any avenue of life, skipping that struggle, we mm-hmm. skip some of that reward. And so that's what I see so often with mamas who have natural labor is like the relief that's just on a different mm-hmm. level. And um, on a physiological level, the hormones that happen in yes. your mind and in your body, the way that you connect with your baby is different um, immediately after labor and those kind of things. The the way your body recovers, all those things. And you just see his design and his blessing and his kindness mm-hmm. in how he created us to be able to do this. And um, so, yeah, it's really, there's so many beautiful parts of it that yeah. just hit me at different times. So, yeah. yeah, Well, that's, it's all amazing. What a God we serve. Yes. I'm so thankful Amen. that we've both gotten to be mamas yes. and that you've gotten to be a part of me becoming a mama mm-hmm. for my third one. It was just, you were so instrumental Aww. in, in this conversation. Like I would not have had this conversation pre IV without God using you in our path. Aww. So well, thank God. you. I'm so glad you feel that way. Yeah. And I, I hope it's for another mama listening. Yes. You know, we we just chat birth forever, <laughs> so true. but you know, I, I hope something from this episode just has encouraged you, maybe challenged you to think outside the box mm-hmm. and just kind of open your eyes to the different choices, to the different options that are out there and really to the beauty that God gave us in birth. It doesn't have to be something scary that we dread for nine months. Mm-hmm. It's it's something beautiful that we're to embrace and just find all that God has for us. And so, Katie, thank you so much for joining me. Do you mind to share some of your information, um, you know, for like local listeners? Yeah, for sure. So we're in Knoxville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and I work for a group called Open Heart Doula, and um, we're all mamas. And so there's times, so I'll be out for a little while in the, <laughs> the near future with my sweet baby girl. Um, but there's always a mama there that mm-hmm. is willing to help. We're all very, um, we're all believers and like-minded yeah. there, but there are tons of options in Knoxville. So Open Heart is where I work. Um, but yeah, just Google and find an interview. You can interview three or four doulas and find who you really jive with, who you feel like is going to support you best um, and make the decision. And I even remember seeing on Pinterest, like you can find little interviews that yes. these are the questions to ask. And yeah, so yeah, a little bit of research and and you can really find this and it'll it'll change your birth experience. For so sure. awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank this you. has been fun. Yay. 
hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.